GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome everybody to the Last Action Podcast. Sphinx here, and joining me this week, we've got LPJ. Hey, if I was in a gang, I'd be uh, that baseball bat gang, you know, that plays baseball. I'd be that. Funny I'd be, you I'd be those guys. Funny you say that because I'm going to shove that baseball up your ass and turn you into popsicle. Oh, <laughs> set you up. You, you sure you, you really? You, you actually? I was waiting to say that line, and you you fucking you teed it up. You owe you me. teed it up for me. <clears throat> and we've got hovercraft Joe with us. What's up, hovercraft Joe? What uh, gang would you be in? I don't know. It would probably be a nerdy gang that would not survive well on the streets. <laughs> um, that's that's for sure. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> you're the you're 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 in that gang that. Never mind. I got nothing. <laughs> All right. So we are uh, LPJ mentioned last week, even though the movie didn't fit what we were talking about. <laughs> but uh, oh, LPJ mentioned LPJ. LPJ. Is that your fan? Is that your fan fiction? You weirdo. If I, yeah. if I didn't have a nickname already, I, we would have just gotten one for me. LPJ and LPJ. Uh, LPJ mentioned that for this year, we've got a little bit of a theme trying to cover more of the overlooked, obscure movies. And I would say this one or probably underrated. fits as, or underrated, uh, as this is a cult classic film. We're talking about the 1979 film, The Warriors. So. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and you said 1979, this movie was released February 9th, 1979. Um what I guess I'll go first and kind of like this is my first time watching this movie, right? Like I knew it was a thing, and I'd heard it before, and everyone, everyone, you know, knows the Warriors come out and play. Like everyone, I feel like everyone knows that whether they've seen the movie or not. And this is one of those movies that were like I remember my dad describing me the concept of this movie about like a gang trying to get back to. Long Island and all these other like theme gangs trying to stop them. But that was like the extent of my knowledge of it. I knew that it was considered like a cult classic, uh, but this is uh, not even like, Oh, I'd seen parts of it before. This is literally the first time I'd ever watched it. So. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. I, I think I remember back when I worked in Best Buy, when I was in college, it was like the 25th ish anniversary that the movie like had come out. So I remember it having a bit of a buzz. Um, I'm assuming they probably re like redid a DVD. And I know that there was a video game as well, the warriors. So yeah. I remember all that kind of happening, but yeah, same thing. Uh, I've never seen this. Uh, you know, I know some of the famous stuff from it, but I've never actually seen the film. And I'll say after doing kind of my research on this uh, and then watching the film, I think I'm more interested in talking about, the situations about the movie <laughs> rather than the movie itself. So I don't know how much research you guys dug into it, but there's some pretty interesting things about the film. Maybe not necessarily the film, but anyway. uh, what, what about you LPJ? Yeah. Um, after watching this movie all the way through now, I realized that I'd seen a fair amount of it just in clips and catching it on TV. Like I've seen, I've seen the entire like last 30 minutes of the movie before relatively recently before watching it here, but I'd also seen bits and pieces of it, but there's other parts of it that I had no clue about. Um, so this is, I would really consider this the first time I've really watched the movie. Okay. Um, so it, it's funny. This is this is like, especially for movies we usually talk about on this uh, podcast. The the budget on this movie is four million dollars. So, I mean, that's very low. But also, like nineteen seventy nine. So it's you know it's more than you think in nineteen seventy nine. But it's still a relatively low budget for a movie. I would say. Oh yeah. Um, and it, and it goes on to gross twenty two million dollars. So it's it's a you know a pretty big success based on the uh, the budget. Um, and. 
and I think there were there were a lot of issues, and maybe you have some of the Sphinx with it, like in theaters and stuff like that. Like they wanted to pull yeah. it out of theaters and stuff like that. So I don't they, know if you want to talk about some of that now. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about it now. I, they did pull this movie from the theater. Yep. Um, what they ended up finding out is literally gangs were showing up to the movie theater to watch this movie, and they'd fucking go at it in the movie theater. <laughs> so it was and, – and coast to coast, they were having issues of – kind of riffraff coming into cities to watch this film and essentially getting in fights, destroying the theater and causing all sorts of issues um, that they pulled the movie out of, of almost all screenings and said, okay, we're, we're not going to deal with this. Yeah. And, and I think that contributed to a lot of one, the fact that it got overlooked for so long and two, yeah. the kind of the cult status of it, because those stories started kind of, kind of building and, 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 you know, it it had this underground swell, and that especially once home video hit, you know, yeah. it became a, a huge success on home video. Yeah. Um. So the uh the Rotten Tomatoes on this is eighty seven percent, which I was kind of surprised about actually. Like I, I I don't know. I guess I was a little surprised about that. And then the audience score is eighty eight percent, which I guess <laughs> makes sense for it being like the cult classic and stuff like that. It is interesting that because the Rotten Tomato score that's you know critics and whatnot. But from yeah. what I was reading, critics initially did not like this movie. Right. So I wonder if a lot of those critics is, you know, yeah, a little bit they, more contemporary. They went back and they did like a re like a like a re what re-reviewing of it. And mm-hmm. um a lot of the critics some of them that had up that had issued some kind of uh critique of it in in the it, when it came out went back and kind of redid their critique after watching it again and kind of reevaluating what the movie is. And and I'll mention with that too that this movie takes on have have either of you ever seen the movie Rebel Without a Cause the famous no. James Dean movie I I have seen it. It, it I've seen it once and it was a it was a while ago but I have seen it before It's been a while since I've taught U.S. history but it's actually a movie that we show uh you know parts of it in in class to express the counterculture that was going on in the 1950s and that movie was very much critiqued because it was offering such a different look at what was going on in society. And that is exactly what I got from this film is that, I mean, we look at a pretty fucking ugly New York city in this movie. And I think that that probably at the time, you know, hurt the establishment. And that's why this movie probably didn't get those initial reviews that it was hoping for. And again, bringing more of that cult classic to it. So. Right. And the, and the, and the audience score makes sense to me. Cause I feel like, Kind of like last week when we talked about Tombstone, I feel like this is a movie that people that like like really like it. Like they they're really they're really into it. So like, which I guess I guess that is like in some ways the definition of a cult classic is a movie yeah. that like not everyone's into, but the people that are into it are way into it. So I mean, I, I guess- know I I can't remember who it was, but when we put it on the Discord, what movies would you want to have added to our list? Someone had said this movie. I can't remember who it was on the Discord, but someone mentioned The Warriors. Um okay, so top grossing movies of 1979, guys. Uh number 1 is Kramer vs Kramer. Number 2 is The Amityville Horror, and number 3 is Rocky 2. Now this movie The Warriors came in 28th. Now Here's the surprise. We have actually done mm-hmm. one other movie from 1979. Exactly do you, do you remember what it is? Moonraker. Number number nine, Moonraker. So that I I th- I forgot that, and I thought for sure when I was looking this up, I'm like, we haven't done a movie in 1979. And then I was looking, I was like, oh yeah, we have. So uh, our second movie in 1979. Yep. So um, uh, I. I'm going to need someone to help me out with the cast for this because I don't know who any of these people are. I got to be honest with you. Uh, there's not James, Re- James Remar. I know who James Remar is. Um, and that's about it. Um, and I told, I told this to LPJ, uh, last week we had it. We, you know, we don't talk about the movies that much before, but I told him that like, I felt like the main guy looked a lot like James Remar to me so much so that I kept getting him and James Remar confused <laughs> In the movie, because I thought the guy that was kind of like the the de facto or the war chief of the Warriors for a while, I thought that was James Remar, but then it turns out it's not. So um, I don't know if you have anything else on anyone else in this uh, uh, LBJ. I mean, I, I don't know anybody. 
Uh, well, Sonny Landham, you, you remember Sonny Landham from from Predator, Crazy Guy Sonny, the Indian, the the the, uh, the Native American guy from from Predator. He's, oh, he's in this movie. Yeah, he's he plays a cop in it. It's a it's a oh. quick cameo appearance, but he's in. I was it. gonna say I don't see him here at this cast <laughs> yeah. list I'm looking at, but I, I believe you. And um, uh, have you guys seen Big? It's yes. been a long time. Okay, I've seen it. It's been a while. Uh, his mom in Big, so so Tom Hanks's mom in Big is Mercedes Rule. She's the cop on the bench that arrests uh, James, James Remar. Remar. Yeah, in the Sting operation. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, oh, I guess uh, so. David Patrick Kelly, yep. who famously says the Warriors come out to play, he's from Detroit. Yep, he's in Commando and The Crow. Yep, that's the other thing. He's uh, in Commando. He's the guy at the phone booth that's tailing Schwarzenegger. Oh, isn't he? He's the, isn't he the guy that he uh, he throws off the cliff? Yes, he's Sully, right? He's Sully. Yep, he's Sully in okay. Commando. And then and in, in the, the Crow, he is one. Uh, he's one of the gang members. I can't think of which one he is though. The Crow, which, if I remember correctly, is notoriously one of Sphinx's favorite movies. You guys, have ever heard. yeah, it is. He, he keeps asking me if we can redo it, and I'm like, he's no, like, man, hey, we've already I, he, covered this. He, got, he was really mad that for the year of the sequel that we didn't do the Crow Two City of Angels. I know he was upset. I'm ignoring you all. Apparently, he's in John Wick as well. He's Charlie the Cleaner. Mm, maybe the guy, I, the guy, maybe the guy that comes to his house. Maybe he's the guy that he talks yeah. to when he comes to the house when they're oh, cleaning it up. They're like, he's Charlie. Like, oh. He's the guy he's who like, he hands oh. the money to. Yeah, when he's like, "Oh, you working again?" That's right. Yeah, ah, I did not so. know that. Um, all right. Well, so believe it or not, all I did net worse for for <laughs> James Remar. Okay, Sphinx. What do you think for James Remar? He's got that sweet, sweet Dexter money. I couldn't tell you. Uh, Ten million. What do you think, LBJ? He's got that sweet, sweet the Phantom money. Ooh, he a, was in the fan. He's in the. He's one of the main bad guys. Him and um, ooh, I can't think of the guy's name, but he's one of the main bad guys in the Phantom with Billy Zane. Yeah, he's also in uh, Black Lightning, and uh, yeah. and uh, he's replacement Raiden in uh, in <laughs> Mortal Kombat Armageddon. Um, mm. I'm gonna go five million. Hey, ding, 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 $5 million. You know, LBJ, I feel like you've been on a pretty good streak of, like, guessing uh, net worth. Like, Not too um, bad. I had one last like week. Like, a couple, yeah, a couple weeks ago, though, remember when you got almost, Three in like, a row. all of them? Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was wild. Um, okay, it, that's all I have for net worth. <laughs> that's it. There's really nothing else. Yeah. Um, I uh, have the taglines. Oh, yeah, go ahead with that. Um, and the reason why I bring it up and I remembered to bring it up is because the tagline was also very controversial. Um, it's kind of long, but I'll, I'll read it real quick. It says, these are the armies of the night. They are 100,000 strong. They outnumber the cops five to one. They could run New York City. Tonight, they're all out to get the warriors. Uh, and I guess that just kind of tells the story of the movie. But apparently the the thing there about talking about the cops, how they're outnumbered five to one, um, really freaked people out and concerned it. And they forced them to remove that tagline from their posters. Eek. It's really yeah. weird. Like, you don't see as much protesting of movies now as you used to even 10 years ago. Um, you just yeah. – people just kind of roll with it now. Like, there's no fervor – for rights groups to say, oh, this movie needs to be pulled because, you know, video games cause violence or whatever it is, you know, whatever, 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 whatever BS they want to throw at, throw at it. Maybe that's because they didn't have ratings yet. You know, it's a thought maybe, right? Because ratings don't really start until what, the mid 1980s when they start doing like rated R and whatnot. No, they had ratings before that. They didn't have PG-13 wasn't, wasn't before everything- that. But they don't. Did they have rated R? I just thought it was kind of like PG, yeah, and they that had was PG, it. and they had R. Oh, okay. And they had X. Yeah. I, I'm assuming this movie was rated R with the language and uh, yeah, the R. blood, but okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, no, that that is a good point. Then I don't really understand uh, why that is today. I don't know. Maybe because uh, there's so many movies out now. I don't know. 
We've moved past this a little bit, but I just want to, uh, I, I was trying to figure out something about the Phantom, but I just want to remind you that uh, James Remar was in Too Fast, Too Furious. So I just yes, he was. To, <laughs> I just want to throw Thank that you. out there. Thank I totally for forgot about that. Um, so the director of this is Walter Hill. Who has some things about Walter Hill that I want to say? He's a Michigan State University grad. Yep. Hey! Yeah. And he is big for the Alien movies. He's actually produced every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he co-wrote Aliens with James Cameron. Uh, and I think he directed the third one, if I remember right. No, that's not true. <laughs> I said if I remember right, which I must not have. No. So yeah, it was directed by David Fincher. Oh, okay. So was he just he just produced it then? Yeah, he just produced it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why that struck me as so funny. Uh, I don't know. So, I mean, whatever. <laughs> uh, I think I also had. Did he direct Forty Eight Hours? I think yeah, I did. saw that too. Yeah, he directed right. like Forty Eight yeah. Hours, Streets of Fire. He directed. Oh, he directed Red Heat, another underrated film we need to add to the list. Yeah. Uh, another Forty Eight Hours. Uh, what else did he yeah. direct? Oh, Last Man Standing with uh, with uh, Bruce Willis. Oh, I thought I meant the TV show no, with Tim Allen. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he directed every episode of that show. <laughs> that totally fits with these movies. Um, so, so th- yeah. and this is actually based on a novel, right? Like it's based on a book, well, it's but crazy. it's something weird to ba- based on a book th- that then's based on uh, an ancient text. Well, isn't it wild? <laughs> Didn't I see that the book came out in like 1965 or yeah. something like crazy like yep. that? Like, and then this movie comes out in 1979. But it's like, well, well go ahead, Sphinx. You want to like you want to you got something? Yeah. So the book, uh, who uh, uh, the author was Sol Urich. Uh, yes. He wrote the book in response to the movie. Uh, or the play West Side Story, uh, which, you know, you get the vibes of West Side Story. And in fact, it's gangs in New York, but then it's like the complete opposite. Like there are no sharks and jets snapping fingers and dancing around the streets of New York in this movie. So, again, kind of going off of that rebel without a cause theme, like this is trying to give that counterculture what it's really like to be in the gangs of New York type of feel uh, is where this is coming from. But then Sol Urich claims that he was influenced of this movie from Xenophon, who is a ancient Greek writer that wrote a lot of stuff about the Persian Wars. And I can't remember the name of the book. Oh, I got it here. Anabasis. Anabasis, thank you. That is about a, a group of mercenaries that are pretty much behind enemy lines that are trying to find their way back home. Yep. So, which is pretty similar to what this entire movie is so yeah that makes sense yeah um and then so that's based on the novel and the screenplay is by uh walter hill and david shaber 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 um and then the the music is by barry d vorzon how do you how do you guys let me struggle through these names (laughs) barry for the same reason barry divorzon I was going to say, I'll let you go through it for the same reason that when I get told, no, that's not right. (laughs) I feel like like, uh, Sphinx used to be the one notorious for, like, mispronouncing names. But now it's me. You know. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. You know. Which I will say, uh, you know, like last week with Tombstone, I actually really enjoyed this soundtrack. It's definitely got, like, a a rock and roll kind of 1970s kind of feel to it. It does. We should have. We should have put up a, a song from it, but we do have a different song uh, yes. that came from the movie, which is um, Joe Walsh doing the ending credits. He does the song In the City. So I believe LPJ has yep, the Warriors version of In the City because the song was so popular that the Eagles, which Joe Walsh was a part of, ended up redoing the song with the Eagles, and it became an even bigger hit when he did it with them. So. Here we go.
has a real 70s vibe to it. <laughs> Not in a um, bad way, but it, it, it just it feels like the 70s. <laughs> I, I gotta say, you know, this is the year of the overlooked and obscure movies. I think Joe Walsh is a overlooked and obscure musician. Uh, eh. I oh, I really like Joe Walsh. Meh. I've seen him live actually. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, what I should have said was no. He's he's hilarious. That, that's wrong. No, you're wrong. Big time wrong. <laughs> I like me some Joe Walsh. He's got good I'm just, stuff. I'm gonna throw out. I don't care about either of your guys' point of view in this argument, <laughs> so I'm just gonna stay out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um okay uh anything anyone wants to mention uh i know you uh sphinx i don't know i know you wanted to talk about some of the stuff about the making of do you want to talk about it before we get into the plot yeah i, I can't even yeah. mention a couple things about it yeah um did you guys look up that like a shit ton of people got hurt making this movie yeah <laughs> a, a lot of people yeah people break, breaking uh, wrists like getting yeah. hit in the head with baseball bats uh, yeah. So, yeah. So the main girl, who her name is Mercy, which I don't remember hearing her name in the movie, but her name's Mercy. It. Yeah, she runs around. Yeah, she broke her wrist. She was running in the subway, and the guy that was holding her just wasn't paying attention, I guess. And when she went down, he was still holding her wrist and broke it. So there's a scene later in the movie because she disappears for a while in the movie, and then she shows back up with uh, like a jacket on, and that's because she legit had a cast on. And they had to hide the cast, so they made her start wearing a coat. And then, yeah, our, our uh, LPJ said it too. The scene where the gang's fighting with the people with the bats. Um, oh, no, it wasn't that scene. It was the scene where the one guy was using the bat against the cop. Yeah. I, he ended up smacking the girl right across the head, I believe it was. Yep. Yeah. So she had stitches and scars all over her. Um, you know, we talked about how... They had to stop uh, having the movie available to watch in the theaters. While they were filming it, they had to have actual gangs of New York City. Uh, a lot of them were extras, but then those that weren't asked to be an extra <laughs> then got pissy and started like vandalizing and destroying property on these sets in New York City. Mm -hmm. So then they hired other gangs to protect their equipment and what they were doing. It sounds like the movie caused its own gang warfare while they <laughs> yeah, were filming it. It was crazy. Like, like there's a big scene in this film, kind of the, 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 the catalyst for this film is there's a big gathering of all of these gangs and to hear Cyrus speak. Well, all of the people in there, both the cops and the gang members are actual cops and actual gang members. <laughs> Like they yeah. just, they needed so many people that they had their actors, you know, positioned where they had and everyone else are actual gang members and actual police officers. Yeah. Cause I, I think I saw that they said in that particular scene you're talking about, there's like 1000 extras in it. Like yeah. that's like, there's so many people in it. So it's huge. Yeah. And, and it's impressive too. I don't know if, if a movie could even pull it off anymore today, but this entire movie is filmed in New York city with the exception of one scene which was the bathroom fighting scene. Right. They actually did that on a studio lot. The rest of the movie, they filmed it all at night in New York, and they had the hours between, I think it was midnight, midnight and mid 8 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it took, I think it was like three or four months to film it, um, yeah, I, but that's that's how they did it, is yeah. they just literally filmed this movie in the nighttime streets of New York City. Yep. Which that, that's... That that's, that's kind of cool, and that's also kind of like borderline, like kind of crazy dangerous too. Is when that, you think about it, because they're literally dealing. It's a movie about gangsters, and they're using gangsters, and like you're filming a movie about it. Yeah. Like that's it's kind of bizarre. Like New York was a shitty ass place to live in in the 1970s. Like Taxi Driver, the movie tells us that, and you know, like it just you know they're bankrupt. I think there was a garbage strike in New York City where they fucking stopped collecting people's garbage like it was and the movie shows it like yeah it it's, is yeah it, it is a horrible it, it, place yeah it's not like it, it it's not a picturesque or anything like that it's it's I ugly. Mean, definitely like it, it's it's gross and ugly and dirty and like yeah but, it, but it's it crazy does, it because it's sugarcoated at all it, no. but it shots like this movie is shot well like yeah. visually it looks great and a lot of that had to do with it was kind of a happy accident like on the first day of shooting uh, it had rained, so the whole ground was wet, and because this movie takes place 
across the course of one night. They then had to make sure the ground was wet every time they shot, but it worked out perfect because the lighting effects that they used reflected Mm -hmm. off of the uh, wet pavement and actually gave them enough lighting to film properly. And it gave it this kind of, this look to it that you don't see in many films. Um, it, it was really, I, I, I was surprised at how nice this film looked, despite the fact yeah. that it was shot for $4 million. Yeah. yeah. It was also interesting, we brought this up last week about how Tombstone and Wyatt Earp came out right around the same time. Yeah. And I, I guess there was another gangster-like movie that was supposed to come out yeah, around the, the same time as well. Yeah. And so because of that, they wanted to make sure the Warriors came out first. So I guess they had like three teams to edit the movie. So I wonder if that plays a big part in really how well the film looks is they Maybe. were they had a lot of people on hand and, and making sure that they could get a finished product. This so. this movie also re- reminded me a lot of just kind of the feel of it. Uh, Assault on Precinct 13. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I guess. Although like. Uh, although way well, better. I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to spoil my review, but I, I notoriously hated Assault yeah. on Precinct 13. So, um, the last thing I had, uh, besides starting to get into the movie was, I guess they were going to have a narrator as well for this movie, uh, not to give it away in case hover or in case LPJ, did you, did you have that in your notes at all? Who was supposed to do the narration? Uh, yeah, I, I you can go ahead. It's fine. Yeah, it was going to be Orson Welles, which was interesting. Um, And they were going to have the beginning say, like, somewhere in the future. And that was going to introduce the movie. But they felt like that was too close to in a galaxy far, far away. Because Star Wars was just two years prior. I thought that was kind of... I feel like these are two completely... No, it wouldn't make sense. And at the same time, like... I, this movie has nothing to do with Star Wars. I don't think anybody would have made that connection, <laughs> no. but, but maybe. Um, all right. Uh, are we ready to uh, get into the plot of this, or does anyone have any, anything else they want to mention beforehand? No, let's get into it. I mean, do we want to mention the main characters? Uh, go ahead. We didn't really. I mean, because it's, it's basically you've got the warriors who are made up of uh, swans, like kind, kids, right? yeah, swans, kind of the the leader of the group. Then you got James Remar, who's Ajax. He's kind of like the guy who wants to be in charge but isn't. He's uh, the hothead. He's the hothead. You got mm-hmm. Rembrandt, who's a dude. You got Cochise, <laughs> who's in the group. You've got Cowboy. This who's, is a gr- this is a great explanation yeah, of Cowboy, all these people. Who's also because none of them have any. None of them really have Wait, any which- kind of. Which is the character that apparently like did not get along with Walter Hill so much that he like quit the project in the middle of the movie or got fired, and so he's the guy that they had get thrown in front of the train, so he's like not in the movie anymore. I can't remember which that was, one. That I is. think that was I Fox, wasn't it? Tom Waits. Uh, I don't know. I remember reading something so. about it where, where like one of them basically either quit or got fired, so they had him get like killed off in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. Anyway, yeah. sorry. That's all right. No, we're good. And there's more characters in there too, like. Cowboy and we mentioned Mercy the girl. Mercy the girl, yeah. They, like they're all. As much as I hate to say it, with the exception of like two or three characters, they're all interchangeable. Yeah, no, you're right. I this movie, it, it's it's going to be interesting talking about it because, in all honesty, like this movie is not based on its characters at all. No. Like that's not what drives this movie. What drives this movie is just kind of the series of events that are going on yeah. um, and just following along, I guess there's not a whole lot more to, to it, to be honest. That's true. Um, <laughs> all right. So are we ready to uh, talk about the plot? Yeah. All right. So the warriors. So it starts off. We're like, we're kind of, we kind of get like a, like a montage, if you will. And we're, we're, we're kind of, it was showing some of these gangs and we're introducing to members of the warriors. And, and basically the, the thing is like, there's, there's this dude named like Cyrus and he runs the biggest gang in New York. And he's having this meeting with like all the gangs in New York and everyone's going. And that's where we get all the shots of all, like all these gangs. And they all have like a theme, right? Like they all have like, like there's the baseball gang and there's like, you know, like, I think they show a gang that's like skaters. They show a gang that's like mimes. They're like dressed up like mimes, and they all have like they all have like a gimmick, right? And so they're all going to this meeting. So that's when we get what we already talked about, like this big 
scene in the park where all these gangs are there and Cyrus is giving this big speech. And I think it's one of the other like most well-known things from this movie is like his like, can you dig it? You know, like that's yeah. like, I think something that like gets pulled from this movie. Yeah. So can you dig it? Yeah. So like <laughs> Cyrus whole thing, and you talked about it with the poser is that like, there's so many gangs that they outnumber the cops and they outnumber everyone in this. They all just work together. They could run the whole city as opposed to having all these skirmishes between like individual gangs, they work together as a unit, they run the city, but then boom, in the middle of the speech, he gets shot. Right. And, and one of the warriors sees who does it. Uh, it's this other gang. Um, but then like right after that happens, like all the cops show up and like all hell breaks loose. And the guy that actually shot Cyrus, he starts telling everyone there that the warriors did. He's like, Oh, the warriors did it. I saw it. And I think the leader of the warriors who there. I can't remember what his name is, but he gets killed? Question mark. Because <laughs> he, he gets jumped, and right, you're yeah. right. We never kind of see what happens to him again. And it was the the rogues were the group. Yeah, that the shot rogues were the shot, sh- sh- and the leader is Luther. Okay, um, and um, yeah, and, and it's crazy too because like the entire crowd seems to be with Cyrus, and the rogues are kind of the only ones not wanting to kind of go along you kind of see everyone sort of nodding their head and kind of clapping yeah. and you know well well i don't even i don't even know i mean so much as like they're not against the idea i think like because right. they i think it even comes up where it's like well why'd you do it? and he's like ah just just because like i yeah i think they're just like you know like chaotic evil or whatever if you will yeah, no, like, you're they right. yeah. they're not they're rogues. they want yeah. to go rogue right so um, so anyway, so yeah, so the cops show up and like all hell breaks loose. Everyone's trying to get, get loose. Um, and that's when the, the leader of the, uh, the warriors gets separated and jump. Yeah. All the other warriors Cleon. get away. They, they, he's, yeah. he, they did, he, they eventually like they confirm after the fact that he's dead. Like in the, it's, it's not something that's in the movie, but it's, it was part of the script, I guess. There was a scene. Oh. He is dead. They just don't really discuss okay. it. Yeah. Honestly, now that I think about it, I don't think we ever see anyone die in this movie, do we? I the, think there's well, the, the dude that gets thrown, the dude that gets thrown in front of the train. Like I was, yeah, but sure we don't, was dead. but we don't see, see it. it. No, he he's yeah. thrown into the subway, and then the subway then the subway goes by, but we don't see yeah. him. Like uh, he doesn't. That, we don't see him get splattered. That's <laughs> that's guess. true. Yeah. Um, so that and that's when like uh we get kind of like the main crux of this plot, right? Because the riffs. That's the name of the gang that Cyrus runs. Like they, they put the word out like on the radio, which I hated the radio scenes, but they put the word out on the radio that like, basically they want everyone to get the warriors. Right. So that's the, the central theme or the plot of this movie is the warriors are stuck. They need to get back to Coney Island and they're stuck way off. I can't remember where they are actually in New York. Uh, it's I'm drawing a blank right now, but it's like, they got to get back to their home turf and that's i think they're in the bronx yeah they're in the bronx um i know that they actually filmed it in manhattan but if i remember right i think it's supposed to be taking place in the bronx right and you're right the dj scenes are kind of weird but they also remind me so much of 70s movies like it well that that that's fair too into into that movie you know and that's fair too so that and that's like the the rest of the movie is kind of this plot of the warriors like trying to make their way back to Coney Island to their own, their home turf. And like the, the, you know, we get a montage, another montage of a bunch of like different gangs, you know, preparing. That's where we, I think we get the first shot of the baseball gang, which is like, okay, like I get their baseball game, but why are their faces painted? Like, why is that part of it too? Like, I don't know. I didn't quite get that. But oh, anyways. I actually, I, I, yeah, I, was gonna say, I read it too, but you, or I was gonna, they, apparently they, they loved kiss. So they were going after the glam rock style of kiss. Well, no, it was the director. It was Walter Hill. Yeah, the so, director so, yeah, was a Kiss Walter fan. Hill loved Kiss and baseball, so he's like, "Yeah, we'll do a Kiss baseball team, base Kiss baseball gang." <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Um, okay. So uh, the first gang they run into is like a skinhead gang? Question mark. I guess they're like driving around a van, uh, chasing them around. Um, they end up getting into a train. Like that's they keep trying to get in the subways. They get into one of the subways, but then they end up having to get off because someone like sets fire to the track. Question mark. I couldn't quite sure where the fire was, but there's like a fire, and I, they had to get off the train. I think that's what it was. Yeah, that's it was, or maybe in the station itself to connect, right. there was a fire. But yeah, they couldn't get to that 
connection. So so they're in orphans territory, which I like the idea that the orphans are such like a low rent gang that no one really knows, no one respects them or really knows anything yeah, about they them. Weren't even, they weren't even invited to the they big gang meeting, we find out. Yeah, they weren't invited to the meeting. Um, so, uh, like, there's a weird scene where, like, the, they, they seem like they're going to fight, but then they kind of, like, talk their way out of it. But then the girl, Mercy, shows up and kind of, like, I don't know what her deal is because she kind of, like, sparks them the she... fight. But then... Then she ends up following the warriors, like, and I'm like, why is she following them? I after think this? she's kind of she's, an agitator. She sort of explains, like, toward the end of the movie, that she was just bored, like she was just tired of yeah. being stuck there doing what she was doing, and she just wanted something to do. So she escalated the situation with the orphans and the warriors, and then was like, ah, eh, I guess I'll go follow the warriors. <laughs> Yeah, it's, which which I'm thinking maybe that's supposed to be symbolic to the youth of the late 1970s, goodness. you know, type of deal. There might be a little bit more to that, you know, looking at it in 2022 to back then. So so the the orphans end up like chasing them to the train station, and then like the warriors just like make a Molotov cocktail and like throw it at them, and like no, a, they don't throw uh, it at them. They throw it at a car, which didn't make yeah. any sense to me. Like they could have like thrown that cocktail right at the the orphans but instead they threw it at the car that was like 20 feet away from them yeah, and then when the car of, blows up then everyone scatters they scattered yeah oh this is where i have the note i said don't like the close-up on this radio lady's lips <laughs> yeah it was a little weird a little, little too much uh, she was playing so, some motown for us though you know some nowhere to run just not that, the original that's, that is true i do like that part where they're like uh where it's during that gang montage where she's like this song like goes out to the warriors and it is uh nowhere to run i like that yeah. that that's a cool little thing um yeah. so the the warriors get uh <laughs> the warriors get chased by the cops right and this is this is i'm sorry this is where i have a note it just says whoa did one of the warriors get run over by the subway yeah <laughs> you're right it's kind of like it's alluded to uh, but like it's never followed up on like they're never like hey whatever happened to that guy like it never yeah, it never, never brought up, up. <laughs> you know and honestly so, that makes sense if they're telling it from the warrior's point of view they're not going to ever find out like they're well, not going to yeah. go back and 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 check things out at least not so right there in the moment so it's like after they get chased by the cops, that's when they start getting chased by the uh, baseball theme game that we game yeah. that we talked about. And it's really funny because I literally have a note that says, "Man, did the Warriors ever fight anyone or just run all the time?" And then like yes. immediately, immediately after I wrote that, they beat the shit out of that baseball game. <laughs> I, I will say though, like I'll, I'll put a couple of my cards on the table. There's way too much running in this movie. There's, there, there's not like the the balance of action and running is is not well balanced at all. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, with but they also don't have any weapons. Some of the fighting scenes are good. That's true. Yeah, so it, it is fun. It is fun when they uh, kick the shit out of the baseball gang, and I think that's where that line comes from that you said. Uh, oh, the popsicle up LPJ's yeah. ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so they beat up the the baseball gang. And then, um, so this is like the weirdest thing. I feel like the Warriors would have been a, like, they are distracted by their horniness a lot in this movie, if that oh makes sense. God. Like, I feel like their horniness really messes them up because they're walking through the park after they beat up the gang. And like, there's, there's just like this lady sitting on the bench and like James Remar decides that he needs to like, instead of getting back to Coney Island, he needs to go back and like hit on this lady on the bench so they're all like well no we're gonna leave and he's like yeah no i'm gonna go hit on this lady on the bench right yeah yeah essentially that's yeah. what it is and and he's at the point like he's gonna fucking rape her and luckily she's got a rape whistle with her yeah so, so because he's I, she's got handcuffs so she cuffs his ass to the bench and then blows well, the whistle and, and that's what i was confused about like and this this is neither i mean it's like it, i guess we don't really have to debate it but it's like was she working with the cops or did she just I happen to so. like have the whistle and the handcuffs and the cops were there because it seemed like the cops got there really fast no, so i didn't know if it was like a sting operation I think it was a sting. i, I think she was a player <sighs> I thought she was a sting at first, but then I don't know. Then I I'm not so sure yeah, anymore. No, I can, feel like yeah, she's a, she was an undercover cop. So, and this is the point where like I, I kind of went through a whole journey with this movie, okay? Because I was really I don't want to talk too much about you know, but I was like kind of really into it for a while. Then I feel like there's this part in the middle 
like starting with James Remar and the girl on the bench where the movie gets really kind of meandering for a while. Yeah. Cause like, cause like another thing is like, so the, the, the warriors are kind of all split up. Like the leader guy is like with the, the mercy girl and a couple of the guys. Then they just go like, they just decide again. Cause they're horny. They see these girls and they're like waiting for the train. They get off the train at the station and they're like, ah, so they just like decide to follow these girls like back to their place. But then like, yeah. it turns out that like, all the the girls are it's a girl gang right yeah. yeah they're the they're called the lizzies yes the lizzies yeah and so the lizzies like uh the, the lizzies try and get them and they end up having a fight with the lizzies yeah right when they're all about to bang each other and go to the bone zone then they start they start pulling out guns if i remember right guns right? and knives Against, yeah they're getting ready yeah, to guns and knives. shoot them and stab them yeah, yeah. so the, they end up getting out of that uh, and, and they all meet back up, and then we then we run into a gang where I was confused about their theme because the leader of the gang is on roller skates, yeah. But not not everybody's on roller skates; they're all just wearing like overalls, I guess. I don't know. Their theme didn't wasn't super clear to me. I thought they were all going to be on skates, but um, I, I do like that scene though where they with the, their fight with them in the bathroom. I thought that was yeah, that, that was, was a cool scene. That was pretty where good. They, where they're all where they they throw down with those guys in the in the bathroom and that that's pretty cool. Yeah. So they're like throwing them through the mirrors and then I think they all reveal themselves by like shoving the stall doors into each of the rollerblade guys and all that. Like they all come out at the same time. Yeah, it's yeah, a cool it, scene. It, it's a cool scene. I like it. Um, it's so actually then, like, really yeah, it's really well choreographed. Yeah. So so at this point, like the sun comes up and the warriors make it back to uh, they make it back to Long Island. Um, but then, like uh, the gang, the the rogues is there, looking for them, and I, I wasn't quite sure why they were. I, 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 anyways, so they're well, there. I think, at, I think they're looking for them because the warriors know that right. The, the warriors know are who actually, actually the ones. Killed. Yeah, they saw him with well, the gun. Yeah, do they though? Yeah, they do. The, they fo- the fo- yeah, Fox Fox is one of the guys. He knows who it is, but I think at that point though he's. But but by the time we get to the end of the movie, the Rifts already know that it wasn't the Warriors because I can't remember how they find out. It was somebody they... else. Another another gang saw also. Oh okay. okay. But um, um, but but uh, but the, the Rogues are still on the call. That hey, we have. Yeah, to get the Rogues after. don't know. Like nobody else knows. Yeah. Only the Rifts know at this point who's actually okay. did it. So they're like, we want to get we want to get the Warriors so they don't actually tell the riffs that it wasn't us or right the, the, okay so yeah. and and that's where you get the iconic line when he's in the car and he's got the bottles and he's clanging them together i, I don't want to say it. do you want to say it sphinx i know you want to oh warriors come out to play yeah what about you lbj you got no i'm good we can line? we can move on oh <laughs> warriors <laughs> I was, I was really... <laughs> come out to play wow there, there. that Better? is bad they were, oh, what? I thought that was I thought that was good. It's better than your, like, it was better than your Kentucky Fried Southern accent. Now, look, like, here, if you want me to bring back Doc no, Holliday nobody, this episode, I, nobody I certainly can. I would be like, Warriors, come out to play. Now we all did our own versions of it. Vote on the Discord. Yeah. Who did it the best? Um, <laughs> so, or, or not. <laughs> no, dude, let us know. Um, so anyways, so then like they're going to have a fight on the beach. And the the main guy pulls out a gun, but then the main warriors guy throws a knife into his arm, and that guy yeah. has the biggest. I mean, listen, I even had a knife thrown into my arm, but that guy is the biggest like overreaction. It's so dramatic to getting stabbed with that knife, where it's like I might react that way, but I'm not like the leader of a gang. I feel like it's uh, your gang leader. Well, I think that was part of it. Is he was kind of a he was kind of a sis, and okay. uh, he was all talk. But okay. Speaking from experience, ask, I was gonna say, let's ask LPJ. What's it feel like having a knife from someone who's you? been stabbed? <laughs> <laughs> Granted, it was my own doing. Uh, yeah, it, it hurts. It's well, not I'm great. Not, I'm not doubting that it. Would, I'm, no. not, I'm not doubting that it would hurt. I mean, that's Hover, not Hovercraft right. Joe. I think what really happened was LPJ was looking at himself in the mirror of the bathroom when he was trying his warriors come out to play, and he accidentally I mean, stabbed himself. I mean, there's a yeah, 90%. That's, that's really probable. I think there's more like a nine, I think there's a more like a ninety percent chance it involved that Rambo knife. <laughs> <laughs> if I had stabbed myself um, with the Rambo knife, I wouldn't be walking right now. <laughs> But so, then um, I like it because all of a sudden there's like 
800 people on the beach that apparently the two gangs didn't notice were there, right? <laughs> yeah, like like those like yeah, 100 members of the Rifts like sneak up on him and, all, and then they're like and the warriors are like, "We didn't do it." And the Rifts are like, "We know." And <laughs> they like take the rogues away and in the and I think they say something like the warriors, you're all right or something like that. I can't remember what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Something to that effect. Uh, and then, like, they leave, and the Warriors, like, walk down the beach, and the movie ends, right? Like, that's yeah, it. Yeah, essentially, here's, that's here's it. One, here's one thing that I was surprised about. So nobody it, does die in this movie that we see. We don't see anybody die, except for Cyrus. Yeah. Cyrus. No, we don't even see Cyrus die. We see him get shot. Get, <laughs> I think we kind of see him get killed. Well, yeah, he's probably dead. Well, right. here's the thing Fair that enough. I was confused about, too. And, like, I, I get it, but it was like, I kept thinking they're like, we got to get back to Coney Island. Because I'm like, these are this this isn't the whole gang. This is just, like, a representation right. of the gang. Yeah. So I kept thinking they were going to go back to Coney Island and there were going to be a bunch of more warriors to, like, back them up. But then, like, that doesn't happen. So that's, I was, I was surprised by that. I thought that's like, we got to get back to our home tour so we'll have, like, reinforcements. Well, you know, I think it was one of those things where I think you're right. I think that's initially what it was, but the rogues were already there waiting for him. So, you know, that that it it was just probably a a missed opportunity for the rest of the warriors to meet up. I think the budget couldn't afford anymore. That's probably true. I was just like, man. Weird that every gang in this movie, besides the riffs, has exactly like nine to ten members. <laughs> and I get it; it's like they were only supposed to bring like nine members right to, to the, the meeting. So yeah. I mean, I guess that's and, and, and as you mentioned too, I, it is very funny, like how every gang is very easy to identify. <laughs> right. When it's like, I think if it was really a meeting, there'd be a whole lot of mixture and not knowing who's who. But well, good yeah, thing I, we got I, people on roller skates and people dressed like. Kids. And, and like, listen, listen, I, I am not, n- none of us are qualified to speak on, like, gang culture, right? Like, that's not a Fair world too. we know. But I would say, though, like, I understand that gangs have colors, right? Like, you have a color if you're a gang, but it doesn't mean you wear, like, matching outfits of that. You know, it's like, <laughs> no. our, our gang color is this color. It's not necessarily, like, our gang is, like, we're mine. No, so and you know what? Your face. I, I think maybe the, the warriors are probably more representative because they have that. They all have yes. the leather vest, but they're generally wearing something. They're all wearing some different clothes. Some of them are not even wearing shirts. Um, but but I don't the, think any of the warriors had shirts on. They were just wearing the leather they vest. Are, they are not. That's why I don't yeah. want to be a warrior because I, I mean, like I, you know, I like to wear a shirt, right? <laughs> Especially in those chilly New York nights. So. Yeah. Um, and then if anyone's interested, we don't need to go through it, but if you look on, you know, like IMDb or whatever, you can find like the list of all the games and it is like comprehensive. It is exhaustive. It's like, there's like, uh, you know, like, oh, there's the punks, the queen bridge mutilators, the real boys, the real hook shooters. Like it goes on and on and on. So if you're, you're interested in that, you can pull that up and see the gigantic list of gang names. But, um. Okay, so I mean that's the end of the movie. I mean, I mean, the the plot is 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 pretty streamlined, you know. Like I said, and I and I do feel like I, I and again, like I don't want to give too much review, but I feel like it starts off really strong and it ends strong. But I feel like there's that plot yeah. in the middle where it meanders, where it's just like uh. I, I that's I, I don't know. But anyways, um, any uh, role reversals, LPJ? Yeah, a couple. Okay. Uh. So Cowboy, whoever that was, um, I'm trying to think who he was in the movie. The one wearing the cowboy hat. Yeah, I would imagine. Uh, that, was, <laughs> that was originally offered to Robert De Niro, and he turned it down. Okay, all right. Which is crazy. De Niro's way too old at this point. I 79? Like, to be in this movie. Yeah, he would have already been yeah, a raging bull. Right. Uh, and then Vermin, who was kind of the funny guy in it. You know what I'm talking about? Uh that no, 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 I, no, I, I don't. Actually. I couldn't tell you any of the warriors' names. I told you that I thought the one I got James Remar confused with he the was, other guy. Those he was the one of the guys that with that uh, got trapped by the Lizzies. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Help, but anyways, uh, he was a, it was actually going to be Tony Danza, but he couldn't take the role because he couldn't get the scheduling right because he was filming Taxi. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So he would have been the big star in it. 
Hold me closer, Tony. Uh, did you guys? Did you guys see that? Uh, apparently, uh, Ronald Reagan was a big fan of this film. Yeah, and he called. He called like what? the lead. Act, he called the lead act. Lead actor Michael Beck to tell him that they screened it at Camp David, and he really enjoyed it. And what the fuck sense does that make? This movie's <laughs> about anti-establishment, and he's the fucking governor of California. At least when the movie came out. So. I don't know. Yeah, it does not seem like a movie that Ronald Reagan would be into, but I mean, I didn't know yeah. the guy. Maybe he had a, you know, so. <laughs> from, from one actor to another, The Warriors is really my top film. That was not me trying to do a Ronald Reagan impression, by the way. That was just me talking. Wow. I mean, we've established over the past couple of weeks that you are just like, your impressions are spot on. Like, I think at this point, we'll have people in the Discord be like, guys, did you get Sylvester Stallone to be on the show? Because so. it sounded just like him last week. Hold on, here we go. Mr. Gorbachev, The Warriors is a great movie. That's what? my Ronald Reagan. <laughs> is that what that was? Yes, that was it. That was pretty good, right? Good <laughs> lord. I don't even know oh. what to say to that. Uh, that was uh, anyway, awkward, so... Awkward silence on a podcast. <laughs> there's, There's been a lot of, like, after this movie kind of attained cult status, there have been a lot of kind of offshoots of it. Uh, there's been lots of, lots of toys released, like action figures for it. There have been video games, which I would say this movie kind of lends itself to a video game pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I feel like Streets of Rage, the video game, probably just copied from this. Yep. Uh, well, and it, it double, was done. And f- Double Dragon and any other. <laughs> Maybe, like beat em ups. Like, yeah, any beat em up has yeah. come from the Warriors. Uh, there's There was a television series that was that's being developed by Joe and Anthony Russo. Uh, it right currently it's at Netflix. They're working on it. And initially Tony Scott, before he passed away was working on a remake of it. Huh? I, and I saw that it, uh, on entertainment weekly's list of the top 50 cult films of all time. This came in number 16. So, yeah. So there's that it's got that going for it. Um, I don't know anything else. I mean, I, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I feel like, not maybe necessarily in a negative way, but the plot, you know, it's it's pretty yeah, straightforward. It's not, there's so not it's, a lot to it. It's really just a series of events following this small gang that continues to get smaller as the movie <laughs> moves on, <laughs> uh, get back to their home base, and eventually, you know, triumph, I guess. There's really not a lot to it. Apparently, Old Dirty Bastard from the Wu-Tang Clan quotes uh, the famous Warriors line in their 36 Chambers album. Yeah. There's a lot. It, there's a lot of. Do you see the quote all the time? Yeah. Yep. Like I say, I th- I feel like that 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 and the can you dig it are like things that have kind of like in a way like transcended this movie. Like I feel like people know that like warriors come out to play quote even if they couldn't tell you anything about the movie, like or even that it was from this movie, they probably know that quote. I bet you. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree. Um, all right. You wanna, are we gonna write this thing? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. All right. Who uh, wants to go first? There. I'll go. I don't care. <laughs> wow. Uh, um, I know. I, Start I, off I, that's strong. Like two, that's two weeks in a row, I was kind of like, meh. I don't care. <laughs> but in all honesty, it's kind of how I feel about the movie. Like, I, you know, for people that have been listening to our show since the beginning cult movies don't sit well with me um <laughs> like any of them and that's not true uh, roadhouse you loved roadhouse that's tr- that is true i do love roadhouse uh but roadhouse lately has been getting this is not an episode about roadhouse but roadhouse keeps getting prestige i keep hearing like it, it's starting to grow even more it's, beyond it's, it's cult great. status because it's, cause it's it got sam sam elliott and that glorious mustache <laughs> we talked about last week oh and his sweet ass long hair yeah <laughs> anyway uh, with the Warriors, it's uh, it's a better cult movie than I think I've seen of other cult movies. I I just I mentioned it earlier. There's there's way too much running in this movie. <laughs> the, I mean, there's just a lot of there really is a lot of them just running away, running away, and not a whole lot happening. And I mean, the movie is only ninety minutes, but like I feel like I checked my watch to find out the status of how much longer I had of this movie several times. 
And Hovercraft Joe, you kind of mentioned a little bit too that like, yeah, there's just kind of a dead spot in the middle of the film. Like I was intrigued in the beginning. Uh, it finishes off good. Like it's a cool showdown on the beach and all that. But there's just a lot in the middle that just kind of seems random and weird. We mentioned the stuff about the the lady and all that and the, the girl gang. So, I mean, I'm happy I saw it. Um, again, I, I actually I think there's some cool stuff like about the significance of it that we talked about and how it was filmed. Like, I appreciate all of that. So because of that, you know, I'll give it I think I'm only giving it two and a half machine guns. So okay. um, I'll, go, I'll go next. I'll go next. I, I, I think I'm I'm kind of like right in line with you on this Sphinx because like I, I'm glad I saw it. Um, I, I it was it wasn't a bad watch, but I, I couldn't necessarily say it was like a super enjoyable watch because it, um, like we talked about, like the the middle of it. Like I feel like there's this very strong premise about all these different gangs, but then like they don't like confront any of them in that middle section like why not introduce us to a few more gangs to like you know like chase them or something like that like i just i don't know like i i i i'm glad that i saw it and there are some cool stuff and i i just it just didn't hold my attention the whole time which like you said it's barely an hour and a half so it's kind of bad when your your tension's kind of getting lost in the middle of it um i i'm gonna go two and a half machine guns as well Okay. I mean, I'm pretty similar to you guys. I like this movie. Um, I certainly enjoyed watching it. Um, and again, you're right. There's that dead spot. There's not, there's no way to get around it. It's there. Um, but ultimately, I think the movie is successful and it's enjoyable. But I will say this. When I look at a movie, especially a cult movie like this, I try to say to myself, would I watch this again? So uh, I've, I've seen it. I enjoyed it. I don't know that I would watch it again, at least not anytime soon. It'd be one of those things where maybe 10, 15 years down the road. Oh, yeah, The Warriors. That's a movie. I haven't seen it in a while. I remember enjoying it. Maybe I'll watch it again. You know, it's not one of those ones that I'm going to rush out and go see again. Uh, but I did enjoy it. So I'm going to give it three machine guns. So just a little higher than you guys. But again, it's I think it's something people should see. But, you know, temper your temper your expectations. And, and, and that's like perfectly said, uh, LPJ, because that's I, I, I forgot I was going to say that mine is that like it's not something that I ever am like, oh, I got to see that again. You know, like maybe I would watch it again, but it's definitely I'm like, OK, I saw it, but I, I, I can't think of a, a situation where I'd be like, oh, let me throw on the Warriors again because I want to check that out. You know, like I feel like it might be something where it's like I watch and I fast forward to get to some of the scenes I want to see again. But yeah. I. Yeah, so I, I think that's that's well said. But then I think that also brings up the interesting part about how it got its cult status. So, like, some people truly love this movie. And again, like, I kind of am baffled. Like, what is it that people truly love about this movie? Like, I, I'm generally curious. Well, let's what flip is the question. People... Let's flip the question around. Is there a movie that you like that's considered a cult movie? I don't think so. Right. You're asking and the that's wrong the thing. person about Exa- cult And that's movies. exactly my point. Like, I, yeah. I understand why people love this as a cult movie. I, I totally get it. Um, and, and the reason for that is, you know, I love a movie like Evil Dead or Evil Dead 2, you know, and those are cult movies. They're not mainstream great films. They're a cult movie, and I really enjoy it. There's a lot of, like, cheesy Schwarzenegger movies like uh, like The Running Man is absolutely a cult movie, and I love that movie. But but I can't put my finger on exactly why that is. And it's the same thing with this. People who see this movie and like it, they just like it. There's no real rhyme or reason to it. You just like it. Um, and I, I don't think – I don't know that we're ever going to find a movie that you're going to like in that way just because it's just not you. No, you're you're right. Like mainstream movies are definitely my bread and butter, yeah. and it's what I enjoy. Which is interesting because music, I I go all over the board. But for movies, I yeah, like the these more yeah, these more eccentric movies are definitely not things I'm into. Okay. But but I am happy I saw it because I do know what you know record and status this movie has. So I can now say I've I'm a warrior. Yeah, it's, def- it's, it's definitely I, I'm glad to like finally be able to say like, hey, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen the Warriors like 
you know, given my whatever my feelings on, I think it's definitely one that people should check out. Just if you're ever interested or just so you know, like check it out and see it. It's short and it's available. I think we all watched it on Hulu for yeah. free. So yeah. and it's um, it's yeah. on TV a lot still. Like so. you can still find it all all kinds of places. Yeah. So. All right. Well, yeah. I think we, I think we did it. I think yeah. we got the Warriors. I'm good. Uh, yeah. So uh, again, we're your last action podcast. We're out every Mondays. Uh, on the GameZilla Media Network and anywhere podcasts are available. Uh, we're not going away anytime soon. We are committed to this underrated, overlooked, uh, 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 obscure movie genre this year. <laughs> can, can we firmly say that we have a cult following now as the last action podcast? <laughs> uh, I don't know that we're the appropriate ones to say that. <laughs> That's true, right? You can't tell yourself you're right. Your I can't like status. the makers of this movie can't say I made a the whole movie. purpose. That's yeah, the that, thing. That yeah. it's not yeah. for it's not for us to say. Yeah, now, if enough. if our fans want to go on and say, "Hey, check out this podcast," they're kind of a cult sensation. Please, by all means, tell your friends. But <laughs> we can't be the ones to self promote that way. That's true. Very true. It, it would it would defeat the purpose. But I like your I like where your heart's at, Sphinx. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Oof. When I you do. guys agree, you when you guys agree, it always it always freaks me out. So like, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I'm glad this episode almost over. You were I can't remember you weren't on the Roadhouse episode, were you? I was not. Oh no. my god, Joe, I was baffled. Like <laughs> when when Sphinx said he loved the movie and gave it as good a rating as I did, I lost my mind. I could I mean, not I- believe it. I mean, I kind of get it because I remember the first time I was ever on, and I brought Rumble in the Bronx, and I was like, Ooh, "Yeah, I Rumble in the I Bronx." There's like, a cult I movie. Like, I was like, "I don't think Sphinx is gonna like this," and then Sphinx loved it, and he was like, "What, what was the line uh, <laughs> when they yell when the band's playing? Was it does he just yell like hovercraft or whatever it is?" It's like, <laughs> don't you remember? Anyways, uh, I, love I that mean, that's movie. where you, that's that's what helped give you your name, hovercraft, Joe, was Rumble in the Bronx because fucking the hovercraft runs over that bad guy is somehow it just <laughs> rips his pants so we can just see his bare ass that's it which, that's all it by, did to him. which by the way this is this is i'm just gonna say this this will be the last thing i say this episode but like remember when we were doing rumble in the bronx and that stanley tong guy and we were like oh like he made that and he made like mr magoo but then like him and jackie chan made that movie that made a lot of money it was called like kung fu yoga do you remember that well, Kung Fu Yoga is on the pe- on Peacock, right? And I started to watch it the other day, and it is not good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I'll check this out." Like, I was like, "Maybe if it's decent, we could do it on the podcast." But I got like 15, 20 minutes in, and I'm like, "I don't like this." <laughs> Anyways, fair uh, enough. All right. Well, in that case, I guess let's plug uh, uh, Rumble in the Bronx episode. Let's plug uh, Roadhouse. Uh, and then, yep. if you want to get the other end of the spectrum, let's plug the crow and spawn. <laughs> yeah, if you wanna, if you wanna get the full spectrum of Sphinx's emotions, those four movies pretty much hit it. Yep, that's it. And right then there. I will just say, if you wanna hear us say like, uh, <laughs> kick him in the dick a lot, listen to, <laughs> listen to Passenger Fifty Seven. That's Which a great episode. Does was, that fit as a cult movie? Maybe. Passenger 57? Was that the last might. movie we did before the pandemic? I was going to say, I, that is, if not the last, one of the very last ones. That one and, like, Transformers, because my sister-in-law was with us in the studio, I remember. Yeah, but she, didn't yeah. Record, she recorded first. Yeah, okay. I think I think, I think Fast 57, 57 was the last one before the pandemic. Might have been the last one we did, yes. Yeah, so. we, we were all in a room together recording. Weird, yeah. right? That was yeah, such a long yes. time ago. Does Man, seem like a we long we lost it on that episode too. Oh, I mean, was, that was that was a lot was of fun. Unreal. Yeah. Uh, always kick him in the dick. Yeah. <laughs> then didn't, didn't I like give thorough explanation about how I was going to kick the Legend of Retro people? Yeah, in the it's dick? true. You, you, did. Ex- you yep. did. You at the time you explained all of them and how you're going to kick him in the dick and who you're going to kick in the dick and it was a good time. All right. Anyway, we time. are way off topic, guys. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, all right, we good. Yeah, we're good. You sure? Any more dick kicking you want to talk about? Can I kick you in the dick? Well, you know what? <laughs> if you can make it over to my house, I might let you. It's I don't want to break your fuck. foot, though. 
No, we're good. It's way too cold. My dick might fall off on the way over there because it's so damn cold. <laughs> it's so cold. I'm wearing – God, I don't know why we're talking about this now. I'm wearing long johns under my clothes right now in the basement. I'm so cold. Yeah. All right. Anyway. <laughs> no one gives a fuck that no it's one, cold. No one cares. <laughs> this episode of the Last Action Podcast ha- – I'm not editing any of this – has been terminated. Kick him in the dick, but – We'll be back.